War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. So it is Tuesday as we are going through the final week of June. Weather is obviously uh, delightful. And um, one of the things that um, I want to start off, folks, if you go to the website, dipietro.com, we have, well, first of all, let me back up for a moment. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, where they have uh, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. They're having a great season. They are open seven days a week. Family run business. Steve Debbie Jr. Byron. Again, look for them on Facebook. They're a full scale nursery and garden center. Vegetable, vegetable plants, and herbs, large selection. Beautiful patio pots, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen, loom, mulch, or available mulch, and dark piney, black, hemlock, crushed stone. Stop in and see them. Gift certificates are available. Again, they're open seven days a week. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. I want to direct you um, to the website, petro.com and you, more details are coming out over this Friday night incident with officer john lugo and more and more first of all we are reporting first ones to report that officer lugo was actually treated at the hospital for his attack what the media is not telling you is he did sustain injuries uh he was was attacked by that violent abortion protesters at the state house friday night chaotic protests that led to multiple arrests so as officer lugo who was off duty but is still a sworn officer of the law was trying to protect there was some elderly protesters on the steps and and i capture that you have that on our video he was violently kicked in the lower back by crazed abortion extremists one police officer compared lugo to providence police who were attacked on june 2nd 2020 during the providence riot when a cruiser was burned stores were destroyed lugo can be seen wincing in pain gasping for breath getting up he was kicked to the ground by the wild mob in one video a protester can be heard directing the mob get lugo as he was surrounded by violent extremists as they kicked him while he was on the ground stampled on his hands kicking him in the lower back a protester in green can be seen pointing at officer lugo in a threatening kill manner now that's still the person that they're not even looking for that started the whole fight and then friday night as lugo was receiving emergency medical attention of course now we learn and have learned that you know progressive radio activists they edited that videotape 
put it in slow motion, completely took it out of context, sent it out to the liberal media, who then, you know, changed the narrative, edited the tape, and they made it seem like Lugo was the aggressor. He has denied all charges through his attorney. His attorney issued this statement yesterday. This is the uh, law office of Daniel Griffin. There's more to what occurred regarding the incident being reported. Working to identify, speak to witnesses, analyze other video footage. Unfortunately, our approach is direct contrast to the one taken by the media, which as usual, hastily published a story, condemned Officer Lugo, based on seconds of edited video, devoid of any context. Thanks to that, the safety of Officer Lugo and his family have been threatened by extremists on social media that are threatening to kill both his wife and young children. John Lugo has been a tremendous police officer in his time with the city, a dedicated father, husband, asset to his community. However, he does trust the process, believe the actual facts will exonerate him. What's also um, interesting about that, folks, and again, that's a, a statement from his attorney. What I find interesting about that is that the media is not reporting that Officer Lugo was was attacked by the mob and then was down on the ground. And you can see him in some of that video wincing in pain as he's then trying to um, get away from the mob. Now, a couple other stories. I um, This Boston Globe story, folks, also, there, there's another story on the website, dipetro.com, I want to just draw your attention to. And, and I think... I think some people will be able to I think some people will be able to understand it. But basically, I make the contention that Governor McKee just he can't dunk. Now, if you unless you're a basketball person, maybe someone would not get the metaphor, but <clears throat> in basketball, listen, it's really simple. Either you can dunk or you can't dunk. Right? There's certain players that can go up and as you're as you're growing and if you play basketball, it becomes the haves and the have-nots, the players that can dunk. And then the players do can't dunk. He, he just can't. I mean, he has been governor now 15 months. Took over last March, early April of last year. And it, it seemingly, according to this new Boston Globe poll and other polls, the public has seen enough of Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. <clears throat> Unless something changes, it sure seems as though he is headed for an early exit. His political resume will be he got to finish out the term of Governor Raimondo. But, and it, it comes down to, the reason I say that is he just, you know, when we, we talk with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, he describes it pretty well. He's just, he's, he is who he is. He is a car that can't go above 40 miles an hour. Period, end of story. Say what you want. Now, I recognize a lot of people don't like Cicilline Raimondo, but they can, they can dunk. They can get the car going faster than that. They can, and that's why they've climbed to higher heights. He, as I said, that's probably a better metaphor. He's a car that just can't go up 40 miles an hour. If you're on the back roads or you're on the side streets, you're fine. But you can't take him on the highway. You know, I may rewrite that. Um, he's had some good moments. He's had some good moments. I thought early on, last spring, right around last spring at this time, I was kind of a fan a little bit. It was all new. And then he started entering into the scandals as soon as August hit, and then he's just been scandal-ridden ever since. And now, you know, he is facing, he doesn't like to talk about it, but Governor McKee is the subject, his dealing with the ILO contract is the subject of an FBI probe. So he he just can't, his approval rating is stuck at 40%. He's actually tied with President Biden. They're right almost the same. That's a problem for Governor McKee. People see him as Biden. Now, he is glued to the hip with his lieutenant governor. But in the latest poll that came out in the Boston Globe, Nellie Gobey is at 24%. McKee's at 20%. Helena Folks is at 16 Helena Folks is someone to watch. Gobey is known. Gobea, can Gobea get to 35%, which is what it may take to win the primary? Can she get to 36%? I don't know. She's still, now granted, you have 30% undecided. If Gobea could grab, Nelly Gobea could grab 20%, or 20, excuse me, 20%, yeah, of the 30% undecided, well, then she'd be in really good shape. It's going somewhere. <clears throat> um, 
but I, I, I'm not, we, we don't know. But if, if she could, and she could, you know, if she could do that and get to 44%, it's, it's race over. But the problem is the undecideds normally break for a challenger. Someone that's sitting out there is that Helena folks. She could be poised. She could be poised to make a strong run down the stretch. The question, I, be, I believe, is whether or not she's going to have enough time. Will she have enough time on the clock? Will she be able to, you know, get over the finish line in the amount of time that she's going to have left? Because as I've said, folks, this is an unusual election cycle. With the primary is September 13th. I am sticking with my prediction that the election will be decided before the polls open on Tuesday, September 13th. Because the early voting starts on Wednesday, August 24th. So I think it's going to be tough. Now, another race that certainly is gaining a lot of attention is this um, this race with Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. But I'm going to talk about that and more coming up. Folks, again, you're listening <clears throat> excuse me, to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, particularly the Kui Sit In. Hey, for delicious lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, stop in the Kui Sit In. They are waiting for you. Uh, but these poll numbers regarding Cranston, former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung and also Seth Magazine, this puts Fung in a just a really, really good spot. He right now is leading that. He defeats every, every Democrat in that race. And where Fung does very well is against independents. But this is big. This hits Washington. A credible poll comes out. And they have Mayor Fung, former Mayor Cranston, Alan Fung, at 43% against Magaziner at 38%. So that's outside the margin of error. I think it's actually closer to 44%. But I want to, again, yeah, it does actually. You know, they're saying that, but it actually puts Fung 45%, Magaziner 38%. Uh, Magaziner has the most money. He is going to have to fight off some challenges. So he does have two people that are really going to make a run at him. One is that Sarah Morgenthau, and the other one is David Siegel. The rest of the pack, I don't think so much. But Fung does have a primary against Bob Lancia, who's running a, a little bit of a, of a stealth campaign at this point. I've reached out to him, tried to get an interview, won't do anything. Um, he's, he's running the type of race that he's comfortable with. But as far as independence, and that's big, Fung leads magazine of 58 to 20 with independence. If, if Alan Fung, first of all, he has to win the primary against Bob Lancia. He seems poised to do that. Then secondly, if he can pull this off and win that CD2 seat, folks, I just it's tough to explain to some people just how huge that would be. That would be the rebuilding of the Republican Party in the state because then— uh, number one, you start to get, you know, it raises, he would become a national figure. He would be. He'd be the only congressperson, Republican in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. He's also Asian American. The Republican Party would love that. The Republican Party and the Speaker would embrace him. It'd be good for the party, it'd be good for the state. Rhode Island would have a seat at the table in Washington. The dominated, just all-Democrat delegation would come to an end. If it became Congressman Fung, uh, you know, that becomes someone who could someday make a credible bid for Senate. It also, that could start the rebuilding of the Republican Party because then now, you know, he's got some sway. He could help get some people elected. He uh, could bring some strong Republicans to come in for fundraisers. The turnaround for the state and the Republican Party to me, that path lies with if it became Congressman Fung. Now, listen, Magazine is not going to go quietly, but Magazine is about to be embroiled in a, a very tough primary against two people that not yet, but in August, you're going to start to see the negative ads, and they're going to start to build up against Seth Magaziner. He doesn't live in the district. He switched races. On top of that, the thing about Seth Magaziner that he faces is such an unpopular president with Biden. Biden is such an unpopular president. Can't help him. President Biden, according to this poll, is wildly unpopular in Rhode Island. 
This really could be the perfect timing for former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Uh, everything would line up. When I did speak to him not long ago, he said everything about the race feels different. And this type of poll, it gets donors out. It gets people juiced. It gets the workers. You suddenly realize, hey, wait a minute. We actually, we have someone who could win. We have someone that could be going to Congress. We have someone that could, you know, uh, he would, you would see Congressman Fung, you would see him on Fox News Channel. You might see him on Meet the Press. He, that would be a draw for the national shows. I'll also tell you, the party in Washington, they, the Republican Party would see inroads with the Asian community if it became Congressman Fung. They want Asian Americans, those of Asian descent, to gravitate to the Republican Party, not the Democrat Party. So uh, now the first step is he has to win the primary against Bob Lancia. And then step number two, then it sets up the match with Seth Magazine. Right now, I'm not sure how much uh, Mayor Fung would have to really go all out in a primary against Bob Lancia. I'm not sure about that. Now, you do have to worry about which primary the independents would be voting in because there's not, it's really the only Republican primary. The race for governor is not a primary. The lieutenant governor, there is a primary there, but you also have um, uh, Secretary of State, General Treasurer, and then Attorney General are all single candidates. So by essentially the, the Republican primary will have a turnout of Republicans. But I'm, I'm still not convinced that that's something for Mayor Fung to worry about. Again, I've done, you know, we've talked about it. When you, in that CD2 race, if you can win Cranston, you can win Walwick. Mayor Fung has won Johnston against Gina Raimondo. He won Coventry. He won West Walwick. Now the battleground becomes a place like North Kingstown. With all of those wins piling up, puts him in a very good, very good uh, position. All right, folks, a lot more ahead on this Tuesday on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining right now, she is one of my siblings. She is an independent voice, columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to start off just, I think that's, I mean, that is really remarkable, the number we're seeing as far as one million people have switched over to the Republican Party from the Democrat Party, obviously nationwide. But I'd like to hear your thought on what it is about the movement and the direction of the Democrat Party and what is it about the direction in the future of the Republican Party. Yes, and, and good to be with you, John. Certainly been a lot of news since we last spoke. Um, you know, when, when you see something like this, I, I often see it that a lot of events and shifts in the political landscape have occurred, and then sometimes the polling and the registrations for vote, uh, what party follows after that, John. So on the one hand, it's not a shock, actually, if you follow a lot of stuff. And that AP yeah. story was very important that, you know, but it is remarkable. 
that again, that you, you would not know this if you're watching the dominant media all the time and reading a lot of the headlines that a million voters across oh. what did it say? Wow. 43 States yes. have switched to the Republican party. And John, when we know when people go to the trouble on their registration, that that's a reliable, serious voter who made a very conscious decision about this, I might add, right? Um, so, and I, I think it's showing you a couple of things. Like I say, it, it's sort of like split screen America. That's really not what you would get represented out there. And I also think it just shows, uh, and I know we'll get into what happened, you know, with the abortion ruling, that the country is actually much more trended toward conservative than what is commonly portrayed. Yeah. Uh, when you follow, you know, national news and accounts of things. Um, so I would I would say that. I mean, some people believe what's occurring is almost like the big earthquake. This is like the pushback to the 60s and a lot of things that germinated then. Right. I mean, um, obviously, Roe was a, a set early 1970s decision. Um, but I also think this is showing you in a more immediate time that I think it shows you how weak a president Biden has turned yes, out to be. And absolutely. I, I, I would lead with that thought, um, I want to say, because I, I just think when you talk about what is the profile of the voter who is doing this? So this is, yep. as the story laid out, I mean, a lot of these are, you know, middle class suburban voters. They're often called swing voters. They will yep. say, John, they could be w- women in the suburbs who who liked Obama, for instance, then they may have liked George Bush. So they they will say, uh, and it's very telling when you, when you read polling data, they'll they'll say, I vote for the person. Someone who does that is a swing voter. Um, Mm. But the fact that they are just so not really relating or plugging into this version of the Democratic Party, I would say, and, and Biden, by a lot of people's sense of who he was in the past, and then kind of with the progressives, you know, they're chasing him down, down his neck, you know, and who he has governed as in the short two years. It's just not, I think that's not what people expected. So I think I'm, I'm not shocked that you're seeing this, um, whether it's on issues, the way the country's being governed, about what is talked about. And then, John, where we stand today, what's been ignored. And so people say, well, gee, under this leadership, now we have a big mess and we have wild inflation and all people, you know, it's always back to those issues. So, you know, you go back to um, 2016 when President Trump, you know, he really gave that speech about kind of the forgotten man and woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that then enabled him, as you know, to win the Rust Belt and certain states flipped. Yeah, uh, obviously, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan and states like that. But, you know, John Perry, it's interesting. The, the, The progressives, even though you know, like it, it, there are warning signs like you go to like a Carville Hillary Clinton. They know what it what it, it means and what it's like to really win in certain places. And both of them have said, OK, so you get, you know, everybody that's blue anyway. And it just becomes this big echo chamber. And they give these speeches in the most progressive liberal areas and think everyone should be on board. And um you go back to, you know, I'll give credit to Carvel, who said the, the phrase defund the police, he said, was the stupidest thing he ever, he ever heard. Yeah, As the right. American people are watching and the progressives, again, they are a mob on social media and Twitter and they are they're loud in general. You know, the the handmade costume outfits at the, right. of the Supreme Court and the, we all watched the summer of 2020. I, I think, you know, the actions of the left as far as critical race theory and men swimming in women's races and everything right. else. I think the regular voters, you say the independent voter in the suburbs is saying, you know, I'm not crazy about the right, but I'm definitely not with how far extreme the, the left and the Democrat party is going. No. And, and I would add just to that, John, when you talked about, you know, when we, we noted that defund the police, whoever thought that of, of I'm sure they're long gone from the consultancy. Um, the, the, Part of the middle class that always belonged to the Democratic Party, um, whether it was teachers. Uh, right. Now you can say, okay, well, teacher, you, teacher unions and rank and file people are two different things. I might add. Yep, um, that's right. Police, fire, 
those are generally not overly liberal people in how they view their life and live their life in generally middle-class suburban America. Um, They once completely belonged in the pocket of the Democratic Party, John. But those days are over. It really began under Reagan, but it's taken a while. Um, And I would just note a caution, though, however... Uh, you know, the 800 pound gorilla, a, a lot of what you you want to note from that AP story is a lot of these kind of voters, they actually, the reason they're quote coming back, they turned away from the party, especially a lot of women. They didn't like Trump's brand of right. governing his behavior yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, looking forward for the party. I think that's a different question, but they didn't like his brand of things. So that is a caution there, um, but they're coming. They're saying, like you, we say, they, they're, they're saying, I don't relate, and nor do I think any of a lot of what is concentrated on by the current Democrat Party doesn't really relate to you know my concerns with my life and family. Folks, again, we'll speak with uh, opinion maker Donna Perry and DJ. Let's jump into it. Your reaction, Ro, there was yeah. talk when the memo was released. I mean, it's it's really hard to believe how long ago it was. I even. You know, initially talked on the air. Our mom was so dedicated, one of the founding people as far right. as Catholics for Life and uh, yep. American for Life. But it's it is really remarkable. And as much as Trump got a lot of criticism, boy, he got those justices on. It moved in the direction in our part of the country, Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Really, nothing changes. But in other parts of the country, how, how much of a voting issue do you think this is? Yeah. And, you know, I just want to say about all that. um, I I also feel what what empowered and I give a lot of credit to the right to life movement. They were they were one of the most disciplined movements. And I mean, when you think of five decades um, and you're right, when that came down and our own mom, you know, in Mm -hmm. her way, and she assisted very much so to, uh, it was Joanne McGosker. I mean, she was actually the original, what they called Catholics for Life Rhode Island. Right. Wow. Um, And her husband was a judge. And and so Uh they were very knowledgeable legally of what was happening. I I would say this about the larger issue. Um, Technology has played a large role and and something that I think the other side did not always sense, John, there is a whole, obviously 50 years. So there's several generations of females who, you know, have come up in this environment thinking abortion is just part of life and what's available to you, but also that there are younger females very aware of when you talk about the contemporary uh, ultrasound and technology, you know, has made what, you know, especially when you get past the first trimester, what the procedure can look like and what that really means. See, I think that's played a larger role than maybe a lot of people understood, um, you know, in, in having people take a second look of, of, of the issue and, and what it is. Um, I don't know. I, I, I will say that I think when you think of something that was here for 50 years and now mm. we're seeing this rapid almost overnight um, stopping of abortion, you know, Planned Parenthood um, entities across really half the states they think are going to, um, you know, just or have very tight restrictions. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think in a modern society at this day and age, I mean, I would say from what I've read, America, the United States would be one of very, very few countries that would, if it ended up a full ban, I don't think that's happening, by the way. I think what the court did, and again, this is hard for people because they didn't fully understand, John. I think they believed it was a almost like a federal law. If you were a young female, you might not really follow all this, right? It really never was federal legislation. So now it's been thrown back to the state's. I would also say, though, I do think, you know, you, you're going to see a lot of chaos as things kind of settle in around this. Um, I would also, though, note some prominent Democrats, whether AOC or Elizabeth Warren. I don't think at this very heated moment it helps to have people ru- who are big you know, platforms running around saying that the United States Supreme Court is not a legitimate body. I think that's, that's right. You know, I think that's very dangerous language to be throwing around these massive heated rallies. I understand, you know, the anger. I also understand there's a lot of confusion, again, of what 
the right was and what it wasn't and then the you know the origins of this legal case but if you've been following this john the re, you know the restrictions have actually they've been winning at that and i right. again i give the right to life movement a lot of credit i mean they actually you know they t- talked about this kind of incremental way that they were really going after this law uh you know that the the roe case and it was incremental you know and so a lot of it again is cutting off at first trimester, 15 weeks laws, you know, different things like that. Um, I mean, this is just going to go on and on to me. This is not the last word, but I would say, barring something that, you know, could be way over my head legally, John, I, I don't, you know, it to me, federally, it's over. I mean, it's a, it really is a state by state situation yes. right now. So... Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in in ambulatory medicine diagnostic treatment service at med urgent care they provide immunization school sports physicals they're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical orthopedic and trauma work-related injuries physical exams drug testing full laboratory services and with at med urgent care they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. We're speaking with Donna Perry, independent columnist and opinion maker. And DJ, I, I think this is terrific. Suffolk uh, University and Boston Globe come out with some polling numbers for Rhode Island. It's much needed. Brown University used to have them. Now they, they don't have that anymore. Channel 12 did some pollings. Uh, but I, I find it useful. And, boy, this really – I don't, when was the last time you saw this? But former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, not mm-hmm. only neck and neck, we're talking seven points above Seth Magaziner. That becomes – I mean, you tell us that – that helps you raise money in Washington. That gets when you start oh, yeah. to have the Cook Report and others start to maybe lean Republican for a congressional seat. Now, first, he has to get through the primary with uh, Bob Lancia. But if but just this headline, Republican, former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, if the Republican Party could get an Asian-American Republican in Congress in Rhode Island, where Connecticut doesn't have a Republican, yeah. Mass doesn't. It is uh it's pretty remarkable, but it also shows when someone like Mayor Fung's been around, uh the last time I saw him and talked to him, he said this race just feels so different than his other races. But this this is really something to watch because Magaziner, who, you know, jumped in, was originally running for governor, then jumped into this race, he's not gonna get any help from the Biden White House as far as it's certainly not gonna help him. Right. And, and I would say, John, as you say, I, I think it's the perfect storm is going on in a good way for Alan Fung, who yeah. is a, just a really, really hardworking, always was a loyal Republican, very, very yep. decent guy, yep. um, smart, energetic. And, and I think this is going to be uh, you know, one of the key ones to watch, because as you say, if, if he can get in, that says a oh. lot about what we were just talking about, that contrary to what people think, even in, you know, very blue areas, Mass, Rhode Island, um, I, first of all, it would make him a national figure because he would be one of the yeah. few, right, um, Asian Americans from New England. He would become like, really, he would be a political star overnight, in my opinion, in Washington. Um, and again, I, I do think that, the momentum and he's got name and he's, you know, he's well-known entity. Um, and it's just, I, I tip my hat to him going at this level to this, because I do think the perfect storm is there. 
Um, I think people are, and, and again, there's another poll I think you have cited or we're going to cite that shows that Rhode Islanders in general, and that's who's going to vote, they're not very impressed with Biden. No. So, and see, he's dragging on the ticket, John. That, that's, Think of that. that's what's really remarkable, that in New England, that Biden is beginning to drag on the, on the ticket. And this stuff is all connected, right? Like, so um, I think Fung could be in just the right position. And, you know, you hope there's no, I don't know, shoe going to drop that no one would imagine. But I, and he's a seasoned, uh, disciplined campaigner. And, that, and I well, think... Yeah, he's run matters. for governor twice, and he's, exactly. made, so he's been vetted, so yep. I'm not sure about something like that. But I think also, you know, if Magazine is at the top and yep. he cannot, this think how monumental this would be. And, and Donna Perry, this is all, you know, let's also pivot into that does show how unpopular Biden is in Rhode Island. And, and as we said, I, this is the summer. He's... We're basically into July. He's not going to do anything to turn it around between now and then. He is stubborn. Yeah. They're not on message. This is, um, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but the, we've talked about it. The Biden White House is is just an absolute disaster for the Democrat Party. Well, he is. And, and I think what you're going to see, uh, whether, you know, is he's, it, people are getting within their party, within the Democratic Party, they're definitely getting not afraid to be more vocal um, and dissatisfaction with it. And you, I think you're just going to see that louder and louder, John, because, you know, when you look at the abortion issue, and uh, I believe it was AOC who seemed, she really kind of came out of, she hadn't been as loud or direct in, in more recent months, but I think she's kind of threw it out there. And, and she seems angry at actually both Biden, Nancy Pelosi, their whole top tier leadership, because I think she's saying, you guys have no roadmap of how they're very she's very upset obviously about the abortion ruling but when they just say our answer is is vote you have to vote and so i you know i think she tweeted and said what what is the strategy though that that's like you know a four-letter word okay like who are you trying who do you think you're going to move so that you obviously john they don't want the republicans to flip the u.s house there's a lot of indications and the senate are both very much competitive yeah. So um, I see this is all coming to a head because I do think people like that, and especially in the wake of this big ruling where they feel, let's face it, John, and then you see these polls, the conservatives, the Republican Party, that the ground has shifted and they, they have much more of the upper hand in the country than, than maybe a lot of people were understanding. Yeah. Um, and I do think you're seeing it's four months out. That's actually not a lot of time. You don't see, uh, you know, a lot of strategy or leadership. There's no way to say it. If you were that, if you were on the Democratic side, I mean, you look at that and I mean, I'm not trying to be like, you know, superficial about it, John. But when you see some of these developments and Biden steps up to a microphone and he sounds like someone who (laughs) like you almost want to feel bad, like, is he sick? You're like, do you need to lie down? Like, Right. like the to say he has low energy is kind of an understatement. It is, and so that's what's happening. You know, they, they're getting now. Like I, to me, some of them are getting almost like visibly angry. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 the question we're gonna have to find out is how much, you know, this the the overturning of of Roe, if if that in any way can motivate can motivate the base. I don't know because it it still seems. Is if the economy is still going to be, you know, the issue that that's driving uh, yeah. people, um, it, you know, it's it's a voting issue. But right now, I think one of the problems, Donna Perry, with with Biden and just the Democrat Party is it's not like the policy needs to change. He just is not going to change. He's, you know, growing more feeble and weak. And that's and the word. Really, so right. Feeble. Make it up to the, the yeah. spheres of Air Force <laughs> One and the young people of the party don't identify with him but you know as we've talked about he is old and cranky and stubborn and and that's just it and i've been around a long time and i'm the guy that that took out trump and still threatening he's the only one that could beat him but in in the meantime i mean i I, all the warning signs are there that they're just going to get shellacked to the midterms folks quick break much more ahead donna perry right here on the john DePietro show 
shopping time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. J's Broadway Appliance and TV. J apostrophe S Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer. This is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances. Family-run business since 1963. Remember, you're going to deal directly with the owner, and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave? Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook, springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 401-949-7800. Better yet, drive in and see them, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, and Stella Perry. And DJ, uh, over the weekend, it was pretty interesting. President Trump did a rally in Illinois, Blue State. 20,000 people turned out to see yeah. President Trump in Illinois on Saturday night. However, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is certainly garnering a lot of attention. He's raising his national profile. Um, what, what do you make of where Trump is right now and where... I mean, to me, DeSantis just seems perfectly poised to uh, he has just done phenomenal things with Florida. He, he's got a lot of support. He's getting things done. He doesn't have as much as the edge of Trump. I think um, I, I just don't think the Democrat Party has someone that can match someone like a, a Governor DeSantis and the type of star power that he has. Yeah. And, and I would say that um, he, he and who is advising him, John, is, yes. is doing a very good strategic, I think very careful um, way that they are clearly building a national base for him. Yep. Um, when it's mid-2022, mid when we talk about a presidential run, it, it is not too soon, right? Mm. Um, and so he... They're building a national base for him. I mean, there was, I guess, the UNH poll showed that there is, um, he has a just overall growing support in key yep. states, by the yes. way, very important. Um, though he hasn't like traveled in person, gone to no. New Hampshire, because John, they're very smart about it, his team, because they right. know then the media would go like crazy and they want to. Sure. Um, it's a very delicate dance because Trump is, of course, always the 800 pound gorilla. But right. I, I just think that, when you we talk about the dissatisfaction with Biden, when we talk about age, and I I would argue that that could begin to play into for any of them um, when when someone more in DeSantis sort of age group is is to me is also going to be a very attractive factor because yep. I think um, and I it I'm is. not saying I think Trump looks like you know an old guy, but the baggage is there, John. Yes. And and by yeah. the way, he is an old guy. Well, we don't know the final outcome of the hearings. We right. don't know if they're going to try to, you know, throw a criminal charge against him, by the way. There's also right. some reporting just today. And I would think this is one to watch um, that the, you know, federal regulators are looking at his attempt to merge for, you know, this Trump technology group business that he's launched through the Truth Social um, platform. And I think that's something to watch because, you know, I, I just see that it, it could become very difficult financially in every other way. Is he, you know, he obviously thinks he's going to do the same routine, do the rallies, right. make the run. Um, I do think, though, again, you have these two twin things. I mean, you have will charges that are very serious come out of the January 6th. Um, hearings. And then I also think there is going to be this issue of financially, and he's got a lot of other legal things around his neck. So, um, you know, I, I just, I sense that it, it could turn into the kind of thing where just someone like DeSantis, he's smart, he's a lot younger, he's running an extremely popular, attractive state. Um, 
I mean, I think he's running it the right way, though, John. He doesn't want it to look like him and Trump are in this, you know, kind of a neck and neck thing. Um, And there's a lot of, like I say, shoes can drop around Trump that Mm. obviously. So I I do think he's kind of going to become the one to watch. Donna Perry, let's talk about the race for governor of both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Starting with Rhode Island, this new poll out. What does it tell you that, again, this Boston Globe uh, uh, Suffolk poll that has come out shows right now 30 30 percent undecided. But in the Democrat primary, Nellie Gobea, 24 percent, Governor McKee, 20 percent. Now, Helena Folks, former CEO of CVS, certainly doing better. She was at around 5 percent. She's gone on television, spending a lot of money, but raising her profile now up to 16 percent. What does it tell you with basically two months until early or early voting starts uh, August 24th for the, yeah, the okay, September 13th right. primary? What does it tell you that Governor McKee, with everything he's done, given out money, left or night, everything, he is at 20 percent and you got a 31 percent undecided? Well, th- that's not good news for him and his right. team <laughs> because – uh, like you say, when, when you are the sitting governor and you're you're benefiting from all free media all the time and, and he can make his case about everything and he's he's running around. It's kind of like, you know, I don't think people have settled on him used to right. be the expression. And in the Democratic Party, um, you know, Gorbea, you know, John, I think um, we we've also talked about, look, it's a change state Rhode Island is and you you do have a a large Hispanic, um, you know, which, which is becoming like a middle class. And I, I think she's, she has her strengths and she certainly has strengths in this way. I think she's got a big outreach effort yes. um, with pockets of voters that maybe in the past were not participating. They were <clears throat> felt ignored. They felt like they, you know, they weren't really um, considered. And I think the fact that he's really sitting there behind like that, I would think that's like really the red flag moment um, that they're not settling in on him. And and yeah. in terms of quickly Massachusetts, um, you know, I, I think for Jeff Deal, um, I, I do think in very blue and very advocacy Massachusetts, I think the abortion ruling is a problem for him, for him. Uh-huh. And, and I also say that because, you know, you have this outgoing, very moderate Republican Baker, right. who ran right out and and threw down an executive order. So, which which Mass had the law that would codify Roe in Mass several years ago. They put that in in yep. the case if Roe was overturned. So, I again, I think when you look at that, and there was always this strong popularity among moderate Republicans for Baker. Um, I just, I don't know that uh, a Jeff deal, I think, you know, he's a, he's running competitively, but I think it, that's going to be, I think in mass, especially that it's just a tough, <laughs> he, he's identified as a Trump guy yeah. and, and Baker never was. Right. And it just made him a different, different kind of Republican, you know, candidate that the businesses could get behind, et cetera. Yeah. Well, we're going to see in the fall. It's yeah. Too- if Jeff can't pull it off, um, it's too bad because the window of opportunity is definitely there, even though, you know, Baker's had uh, the, the office now for, for two terms. And it sure looks to Perry that Baker, if he wanted to, we could grab could have grabbed a third term. Yes. Uh, if he wanted to, he's still the most popular governor in, in the country. And just finally, you know, you have these situations where people overdo it with the ACLU and the separation of church and state. And. You talk about a guy who's a football coach and he's a public school football coach. And at the end of the game, he would just, without any fanfare, on his own, kneel at the 50-yard line and just close his eye and say a, a quiet prayer. And they, they actually fired him for doing that. And lo and behold, you know, the Supreme Court stepped in and announced yeah. today that they had no right to do that. You know, Donna Perry, I think that's one of those things. It helps the Republican Party and it also just shows – ACLU and Steve Brown for years and the teachers unions and you're going to get God out of the school and Mm -hmm. atheists and so forth. It's, I think it's enough that it just really also rubs people the wrong way. And the common sense has kind of left the Democrat party in the room when, you know, he wasn't disturbing anyone. And 
how many times you see an athlete do an interview and say, first of all, I want to thank God for all my talents. And it's just, um, it was just so over the top abuse, almost to me, like bullying that you'd actually fire the guy for not disturbing anyone and then quietly saying a prayer after the game. Right. And, and I agree. I mean, I think that again, I think this ruling is significant because it, for number one, like you say, what, why, I think this was the origin of a lot of the, you know, really hard fought wars about some of this stuff. Like, why is that so offensive? Right. Um, I don't think he stalked players and said, you no. must pray with me. No. Um, you know, why is that so offensive? Um, and like you say, John, I think you're seeing a real reckoning. The ACLU, they, you know, they reigned and won on issues like this for so many years. You think about Rhode Island and Stephen Brown and you know what I mean? Like they just were so always used to um, winning and, and courts, I think, just began to side that way. So um, I think it is a very notable thing. And of course, coming on the heels of what's been decided more recently, um, you know, I definitely think that you you do have a lot of on the far left, they're kind of in spasms about all this. So, you know, this just added to it. This is what the court does, John. At the end of the term, the, the rulings are going to just keep coming out. Wow. Um, but then one, one last note on that. People felt so Nancy Pelosi led the caucus in singing God Bless America. That's right. On the steps yes. of the federal yep. U.S. Capitol, the most visible uh, federal government, you know, spot in the country. So... You know, she did that. Some, I think some of the, um, some in her party thought, you know, it was kind of odd or they didn't like that and all this stuff. Um, and, and so there you go. Like, I think, and I'm not saying it's a prayer, but it, you know, it's certainly um, a, a God, you know, religious kind of a, a national right. song. So, you know, I think in that case, like you say, I, I do feel people have felt for a lot, a long time, things have been very overreached. Yes. Um, Good word. So, you know, in that case, uh, I don't I I, I mean, I I guess people might say, well, why does that bother you? It doesn't bother me. Okay, he was doing that like and he was fired and almost like John. Right. They get well, they get they get like sent out of town, like, you know, on a rail, you know, the fire. So but the Supreme Court weighed in with him. Folks, she is, again, independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. The summer is here and we'll talk to you again. Yep. Good to talk to you. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys. Old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month, Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brothers Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brothers Disposal, 401 Six eight eight zero five one seven.